0: international everyone i hope you saved room for movies because we have got a great start of a great show for you guys i am brett dorman aka uh, the funny looking one <laughs> and i am courtney peterson i was also gonna
1: say courtney kind of funny looking peterson Aww, yeah. <laughs> i saw the same one but i'll be uh courtney pancakes house peterson
0: all right <laughs> uh well so this is a brand new show that we wanted to start uh we both love movies mm-hmm. we thought w- 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 why not uh why not talk about movies and we love a bunch of things but we always got to save room for movies um so, what we're going to do is we're going to pick up uh, pick some appetizers for you guys, and then we're going to go into our main course, which uh, today, which movie did you start off on?
1: So, for the first movie, I decided to go with what my favorite movie of all time is, which is the 1996 movie, Fargo, by the Coen Brothers.
0: Oh, this, uh, this is such a great movie. Uh, I can't wait to talk about it with you, and I didn't know that it was your favorite until you picked it, so this should be... Awesome. Um, I'm excited. What we're going to do is we're going to review uh, movies, and we're going to try to do seasons. So every maybe like three months, we'll kind of wrap things up, and we'll have we'll finish out a season, and we're going to try to keep things kind of related to each other every episode, but maybe there might be some stretching here and there. Might cut some tangents here. <laughs> uh, so for the first season, we're going to be doing Cohen brother movies, which is uh, probably one of the best places to start if you're going to be reviewing movies absolutely uh after we review fargo like a review it's probably more of a recap slash review but uh we're gonna do dessert and for dessert we've got a, a delicious game for you guys i can't wait to go into that uh so, do you have anything to start us out with? Do you have? It It's probably not Cohen related. It's probably not Fargo related. But no. just anything to get us started off on.
1: Yeah. Well, it might be appetizer related. <laughs> so, um, I just got this new TV, so I've been watching a lot of uh, YouTube. So I really got. Um, my, my pick for this week I wanted to talk about um, Fuck That's Delicious I don't know if you've ever Seen that show By Action Bronson
0: No Alright
1: so he's a rapper and uh, And he goes on tour And he basically Just does this vice It's a vice show And he goes around And he like eats food In the different places That he's going on tour So it's basically just You know if you like A big Fat guy rapper who just gets high and talks about food that he eats. This is the perfect show for you. Um, I've been watching it a ton, you know, just because it's basically like Action Bronson is the kind of guy that, like, I think he's a former chef, and he does, he never says anything really profound. When right. he reviews the, the food that he's eating, but he does always say things like, Oh man, that's beautiful. Look at this <laughs> look at this uh, this fish or whatever. This is fucking beautiful. I love it, it's delicious. Are you a foodie or Oh for I, sure.
0: No. <laughs> I am not. No. I've always said if I could choose between eliminating my taste buds and just having a pill that gives me all the nutrition I need for the day, I would take the pill. That's I don't I food is dumb. What? Food is dull. I hate that the I hate going home after work and having to cook. A mi- I cook a meal and then and then I just eat it and then I and then I just poop it out. That's the saddest thing ever? No, I feel I, like food
1: brings me the greatest joy in my no. life. Everything that I love revolves around food, so I have to.
0: Well, it's all, right. how, how long is this show? Is it like a ten minute show, fifteen minute show? I
1: think it's like a twenty thirty minute type of show. It's uh-huh. just like a short, uh, you know, by like show you can watch it on YouTube. I love it. Um, right. well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for out. you You seem like the ham sandwich kind of guy you, know? yeah. <laughs> you get that
0: every day <laughs> uh, Well for me I am going through January watching every single Tony Jaw movie Okay And there have been some duds Not as many as I expected But there have been some duds And there is probably He's got like 19 movies okay. In his filmography Probably about 6 of those are just cameos somewhere like so <laughs> a cameo like it two minute cameos just in any random so but it's um, worth
1: it to watch all 19 ye- movies ye- Yes. <laughs> Are you trying to do it all within the month of January? You're trying to watch yes. them all. Okay. do So yeah. have a goal for you, like your New Year's resolution or something.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> yes. So my New Year's resolution will be over by the end of the month. <laughs> like most people's New Year's resolution. <laughs> but resolutions. that's
1: like a smart goal to have, right? You know? if a you very want, like, a doable, very short <laughs> resolution. Uh,
0: a new month resolution. How <laughs> about yeah, um, the best movie that Tony Jaa has? Hands down is Angbak Two. Ong Bak 2. Ong Bak 2. Now, I saw Ong Bak when it first came out <laughs> to American audience. It came out like two years, I think, after it came out in Thailand for American audiences. And oh, Ong Bak is great. It's a very Jackie Chan gimmicky, like, no stuntmen, no doubles, no <laughs> no wires, no CGI. And it's a very gimmicky movie. Yeah. I was not looking forward to Ong 2. I was like, oh, it's just going to be more of the same. It's just going to be the same gimmicks over and over and over. Ong 2 goes back in time to be like a, a tribal, like what is our equivalent of like a Western movie? Like it's their version of a Western tribal period piece movie where Tony Ja plays this crazy guy who whose parents are killed and he gets adopted by this like king of thieves warrior and he's got to fight this other warrior. It is batshit insane. There's this animal motif going through it. Like, at the beginning of the movie, Kid Tony Jaw fights an alligator. Yeah. And I could not tell when and where they they replaced a real alligator with a fake alligator. It, it's, it looked amazing. And the movie just, the last 30 minutes of it is just Tony Jaw going full-on... Wolverine Berserker mode.
1: On the it's, alligator? No. <laughs> it, it, I get against like ninjas,
0: so but one of the ninjas is like this crow ninja, and the crow ninja comes back for Ongbok 3. He plays a very big oh, part. Oh, a third one too? It's a trilogy. Oh. The third one is, all right. Uh, but Ongbok 2, it's like up there with the raid, with legend of the drunken master with all these great martial art movies i was blown away and it's only fighting because it has nothing to do with the first movie yeah other than the fact like there's this idol that comes kind of up but which one's
1: the best one is it you do, do you like on, on the first one better or is the second one better
0: the second one is way better no way the martial arts in it is nuts and like as it's the whole movie is fighting yeah and all the fighting styles are different, and, th- like, half the people in the movie just inexplicably have an animal motif. Like, they'll have claws that make them look like animals, or the the whole costume design. It's awesome. It's th- so awesome.
1: Yeah. The only thing I remember about the first one is I remember I, I, I have seen the original Ang Bak. Right. And I know my brothers were like obsessed with it. And isn't there like a scene where the guy like jumps like through a fence or something? Like there's really like crazy?
0: eight <laughs> scenes where a guy jumps through a fence. There's a whole scene where he's running through, and it's like here's a fence, he jumps out, or like here's two panes of glass, he jumps through the glass. Here's a car, he jumps over the car. Here's another car, he jumps under the car. Here's like there's yeah, yeah. there's a whole scene where he's running. That's the only and, thing I remember from it. It's like that was cool, but, uh, uh, but I don't know if there's anything that that I could relate uh, uh, Tony Ja to to Fargo but uh, <laughs> uh maybe some kind of animal thing oh, in Fargo. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um Fargo yeah. is based on a true story
1: well I mean that's <laughs> Is it? I mean it starts off in says that but it could be I mean I don't I don't think it really is I think I think that's what they say in the beginning but then you know as I like research it I realized that it's not Necessarily based on a true story.
0: I think in 2015, the Cohens had an interview where Joel Cohen, one of the Cohens, Joel Cohen said, "A true story doesn't need to be true to be a true story." Yeah, because the story,
1: like, because sto- like, the story is true, like be- it's true because it's a story or but something like that.
0: Is this an example of them pulling an Andy Kaufman on us, or is this just an example of them going? we couldn't get away with this kind of story unless people thought it was true. Mm. Or was the intent to pull one over on us or was the intent to tell this really awesome story and the only way to kind of get a uh, Us to suspend the belief enough. Yeah, or, you like... Know, like- the only way to get normal people to to enjoy it would be to say this is all true, and then they maybe.
1: Well, I think they ran a risk that because I, I read an article about this woman who actually went um, to too far to, Fargo to like find the um, you know when when uh, Carl's character buries the million dollars yeah uh, in in the snow like the a woman actually went out there to try to like find it and then she died <laughs> so I think that, I think it was a suicide thing so I think at first everybody thought they just went out there and she just like. Froze was the death trying to find the money. Right. Um, but I think you know anytime that like uh, you run the risk when you say oh this is based on a true story because you know people might actually find a way to make that part of their real life or go out there like if Blair Witch project was real and guess. people try to go out there but no. like
0: people were depressed after like after Avatar came out and they were like Andora is not real. <laughs> yeah. I'm sad. So and I'm like, and at, at with no points, Harry Potter. At no like, point did James Cameron ever say this is based on a true story. So essentially, people are just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Most, mostly, yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't think you need to have. I don't think it needs to be really based. I mean, if you get an idea for something real, which I think the scene where they. Uh, the wood chipper scene, obviously, right. is based on, like, a real crime that happened in the 80s where a man murdered his wife and then put her through a wood chipper. Yeah. So, that's all the truth that uh, I need for it to there's, be. There's <laughs> truth
0: in the story. Yeah.
1: And uh, somebody died in a wood chipper once.
0: But <laughs> there's also, like, true themes and kind of, like, you know these people. You go to the restaurants and that one girl is, like, overly nice to Jerry. and, and
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
0: that's true people are nice people are nice in the midwest (laughs) that's very true (laughs) um but But, go ahead
1: no yeah well I mean uh, obviously like I said I picked it because it was my favorite but you know if we want to like kind of talk about what the film's about for everybody I mean it's basically uh,
0: yeah well so this is probably the very first time I saw it this was probably the movie where I was like this is not that this is not a comedy I was sold on a comedy this oh. is not a comedy, yet I couldn't stop laughing the whole time. Like, right. something about it, like, I couldn't stop laughing. And at the end of the movie, I'm like, that wasn't funny. That was not a comedy. And now I'm like, this is straight up a comedy. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, it is. It is kind of a comedy. It's just so ironic, you know, that, that they have this crime drama or this, you know, like, really severe crime and all these dark, twisted things with all these hilarious characters, you know, playing the parts of these, like, criminals and these, like, really
0: serious things. It. And just, I mean, some of the conversations, it, it, like the Cohens, have often been uh, put in the same sentence as Tarantino. Right. But just some of those conversations, especially the conversation near the beginning, where Sibushemi is is talking to to Peter Stormare, and, and just like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop talking, I can I cannot talk to you. You can play that game, <laughs> yeah. and just that kind See of how you like it, <laughs> uh, that kind of relatable <laughs> stuff yeah makes this so, but they're if you were to so go, silly
1: and dumb, like these <laughs> the criminals in it are so silly and dumb, but they're committing these horrible crimes, right. but they're like they're so they're such idiots, and you're kind of like, oh like, look, oh. look at these wacky people <laughs> like murdering <all> these people.
0: <laughs> if you were to go to Blockbuster, though, not that that's a thing anymore. No. but if you were to go to Blockbuster, where would you find this movie, comedy or drama? Where would you put it if you were in charge of Blockbuster?
1: I mean, I would put it in drama, probably just because right. i think i think because i think it is the crux of the film is is very dark and it's very serious but then i think the funny parts about it are more com- comedic relief maybe to like be able to handle all the serious stuff that happens in the in the film all the dark twisted stuff all right what do you think i put i'd put it straight up in comedy all right well I'm not, gonna, funny, I'm not going to debate gonna... you jerry
0: but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's... <laughs> Let's, okay we'll move on no debating no debating no, we're we can all friends debate. here no, <laughs> um yeah, so the movie opens up, and what, what I love about the opening is, uh, I, I don't know the, the character's names as much, but Jerry, William H. Macy, Jerry comes in, um, the shoveler comes in and says, hey guys, you know, I want you to kidnap my wife. But the movie immediately starts off on this tension of like, you're late. What? No, I'm not late i'm 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 sorry, I'm not late, but I'm you you didn't tell us like Shep didn't tell us this stuff well, I sorry, but i I need to do that well, you didn't tell us this well, I didn't like it, yeah, like though- all this
1: confusion already starting off because it just gets it gets more and more muddled throughout the film, so it starts off on such a you know you know miscommunication and all this stuff which just continues to happen
0: and mm. yeah, it's great because it's it gives us a way to explain things, but it also gives us room to get even messier.
1: Mm -hmm. so Um.
0: as the movie goes on there's just more and more confusion no one knows what's going on and uh
1: like where do we go from here
0: <laughs> it's already so intense <laughs> um so after we get the opening scene which Peter Stormare also is great doesn't say that much mm-hmm. Steve Buscemi does a lot of the talking which is a, a current motif of the movie right um
1: yeah but that opening scene they uh, the both um Steve Buscemi's character and Peter Stormare like they kind of are questioning you know why is Jerry hiring us to kidnap his wife and it's never revealed in the beginning which I always thought was like kind of interesting well actually we never find out what led uh, William H. Macy's character to have to hire like we know he's in financial trouble and he's in some kind of like desperate financial situation but we never actually find out why like what the specific thing that he did that got him in so much trouble that led him to that place yes
0: and as we go into it we get this whole serial number thing and we get the the failed lot purchase. So we know he's
1: stolen a lot of money. So,
0: <laughs> but you can also see how maybe, oh, maybe I'll just start off with one car. You You can see that. Even though we don't see, like, an origin story chapter where you see him, you see his downfall, like, you can definitely see that mentality of, Just one more bad idea. (laughs) Just one more. This will
1: fix it. This (laughs) will
0: fix it. And it gets worse and worse. Uh, So once once he uh, oh i love the line too where <laughs> as a measure of time to show how long they've been waiting steve buscemi is like he's peed three times already <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so it's such a great instead of we've been waiting for an hour which she says it's we've peed three times already we've been waiting uh, for three peas <laughs> that's how long we've been waiting for you uh here's a question for you why is this movie called fargo well i'm pretty sure because it's set in fargo <laughs> it's this is the only scene that takes place in fargo yeah, right? yeah because the
1: rest of it yeah it does take the rest place in of it in takes Twin place City. In, in, in brainerd
0: in brainerd and in minnesota yeah that's true this is the only scene the, f- the opening scene takes place in fargo and has nothing to do with the movie really
1: yeah not really i guess i never really thought about it do you know why
0: no i was <laughs> just asking <laughs> i mean it's a, it's a nice it's a easy it's, to remember name right <laughs> It makes sense. It's got, like, everyone associates Fargo with that accent very strongly. Right. I don't want to see a movie called Brainerd. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't have that that staying power. (laughs) No, (laughs) No, it doesn't. (laughs) Although, if this movie were to come out today, probably it would be called Brainerd, because I heard that a lot of people will try to name their movies with, like, an A or a B or a C, because if you go to, like, Netflix or something, Uh, like, that alphabetizes, if, if any search, if any algorithms are searching by alphabet so that's why
1: okay well good thing for the movie
0: 300
1: because I think <laughs> numbers start first that's so smart uh, uh, so
0: yeah so then we go back home and one of the things that I love is when when Jerry first goes back home we get this very strong like the wife is automatically lovable oh. she's making dinner and she's got the the, the thickest accent maybe of the movie Huh? <laughs> <Hon, laughs> <hi, hon. laughs> she's so innocent so so bubbly how could you want to kidnap her? No.
1: Yeah, she's the most like innocent
0: like little like puppy dog yeah. <laughs> of the movie. Uh but then we also meet the father. The Cohen's Gustafson. I mean. The Cohen's have such a great way of bringing out the grumpiest <laughs> of the grumpy old men. Like their their old men in their movies are so curmudgeonly. It's so powerful, right, right, right. too. They're always shooting them from, like, like a lower angle to make yeah. them, like, seem very imposing. Like, uh, I think... I think, what's it, Paul Newman in the Hudsucker Proxy also has that very towering demand. And, like, just immediately you get the sense that this guy has total control... Mm-hmm. over Jerry, over the family.
1: Yeah, because he's, like, towering. They even have that shot where it's just, like, up him on the couch, and it's just, like, him, like,
0: yeah. eating or doing. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's watching the, the Badgers, right? Oh, is that, yeah, that's Was right. that the team name? The Badgers? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, so, I think this movie's also great because we we then go into a scene where where Jerry, you, you see how much life, and this is also a common theme. Like, if, if you were to say, what is this movie about? It's just about life shitting on you Mm -hmm. and what are you gonna do about it like the people who end up the best in the movie are kind of the people who have that positive attitude who kind of you know like what we might think is just that oh that dumb midwestern except for
1: gene (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's tragic (laughs) (laughs) she gets gets shit on and has nothing because she's the most positive person in the whole movie and
0: just uh yeah <laughs> but it, that's that's where the drama comes in right, right? right. that's where the tragedy such comes a tragedy in. the whole thing so right off the bat jerry is trying to sell this guy on true coat and he uh it's it's such a it's such a curb your enthusiasm-esque scene of like it's awkward but You want to side with Jerry because he's in this financial trouble. And you can tell he's tried to do the right thing. He's tried to sell people. on. Like When you said, how did he get here? He got here because people don't need that true coat, but he needs to make a living. And this guy, like there's that Midwestern, that that Minnesota nice, as they call it. Yeah. That kind of goes away. And it's who's going to win out first. I I love games or or the, the movies that have this game of like verbal chicken. Okay. Where it's like who's gonna cave first? Who's gonna who's gonna outright say what they wanna say first and and bluff the other person into admitting they're wrong? And this guy just berates Jerry into yeah into admitting that he lied to them that he straight up lied to them
1: well he's the only one that you know that like well he's the first one that calls him out on being like such a liar and such a cheat and like can see through it because he does have this like mask of being like this overly polite like oh you betcha you know like this guy that's just like super super nice but like beyond it you find out that he is this like an evil terrible person which i think he is i think he's the most like sociopathic crazy person in in the movie uh, but I mean, and I, but I think that's I think with the with, when I watch this film the first time, like you do find yourself like misdirected, like you kind of find yourself rooting for him a little bit or being empathetic of him. But then you know, like the more it goes on, you're like, this guy's just like a, a weenie, you know, like he's like the worst person.
0: He's so selfish. Yeah, but are weenies true evil? Like when I think of true evil. <laughs> I don't think of a weenie, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but he's, but he he's an evil weenie. All right. An evil weenie. That, that also working title for He Farno. lies about everything in the movie. And yeah, then, but lying about something doesn't make you evil.
1: Yeah. Why doesn't it? Cause he's lying just to protect himself and he has this he's regard for every single other family. person in the movie. No, he doesn't give a shit about his family, to um, be honest. All right. mean, he lets his wife get kidnapped and then forgets about his son for like the whole movie
0: <laughs> that was i, I love to see i mean we'll, we'll talk about but i love that that part of the the movie where uh he goes up to his son and he's like what's the guy's name i have it written down gus gus something when he's like you just ask gus he'll say it's a good idea like <laughs> like his son's gonna go around shopping for like oh should we really call not call the cops like oh well my dad my said, dad's dad, accountant sa- my grandfather's accountant says it's okay what do you think about this gus oh well well jerry's son does he have a name i don't know if yeah he, meant- he does but i forgot it's it but easily from the accountant um we're not a bank jerry that's <laughs> Uh, then we get probably one of the first movie scenes where I ever saw that had sex in a movie that was portrayed as like not sexy at all. Like sexy. <laughs> like we have the we have the two hitmen pick up these two prostitutes. Mm hmm. And they're in the room together, and they're fucking, and they're just going at it. Yeah, there's like the and TVs on, and stuff. like they're just like, I guess. <laughs> and it's not like every time I watched a movie, even like Halloween. Halloween I saw was probably one of the first movies that had like sex in it. Okay, and that's that's like sex. sex. <laughs> that movie's got some sex. <laughs> Uh, this one's just got like silly fucking. This, yeah, this is like, oh, I didn't know that sex could be like it's so, so nonchalant and you could do it in a hotel with your friends in the same room. <laughs> I thought it had to be like lights off and romantic and <laughs> maybe there's danger looming in the background. As Michael hey, is Michael Myers? wild man Brett over here know, thinks he knows what sex is. <laughs> uh, the lights funny off. looking one. <laughs> talking about sex. <laughs> uh, but then it's great because. Because in that real, because like now that I'm older and um, and more traveled, more experienced, <laughs> okay, it it fades to black, but then it goes back and it's got both. It's got all four of them just watching the late night show, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just sitting oh, in God. silence, like, oh, we just had sex, and mm, now we're just going to watch this television, like, oh yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> With this, like four strangers, essentially. <laughs> um. But then then we're we're going back to Jerry's Jerry's scene where he's talking about the lot, the lot with his father. Right. His <laughs> his father-in-law. And I love that tries part. To get that deal. Yes. No he's he's the one who's brokering the deal. It's I think maybe it's just because I know the story. I think it's very obvious that he's asking for the money. But he's not really asking for the money. Like he's telling them I have this deal and I need the money. Right. But He's never explicit. Like, Jerry's got that thing where he's always talking around a situation or he'll say, like, it comes up later with, with the true coat or later with the serial numbers. He'll say, like, oh, yeah, I'll just fax it to you. Like, yeah. no, we didn't ask you to do it. Like, when he's, he's talking. Kind
1: of, yeah, go ahead. No, it's
0: he's he's talking about needing to buy the lot without ever saying, listen, this is how much money I need. He's saying you buy the lot with me, but I'll buy it.
1: Yeah, he's the kind of guy that's like always like, just trust me, it's fine. You know, you can just trust me. I'm I'm nice and innocent. But I'm never gonna actually tell you what I'm doing. He beats around the bush constantly throughout the whole movie. He never actually says <laughs> you know, like even the begin like back to the beginning scene where he's like even explaining why he why he needs them to do this thing with his wife. Like he never actually says you know why or whatever. So it's just a theme throughout the whole movie. Yeah. He says like, well, you so no it's like it's well it's personal issues and <laughs> and you know, but you know, you can mean then you'll get the money and then but it's you know, it's you <laughs> know, he just does that the whole time.
0: He's always not ending one sentence but always finishing another exactly and he, somewhere in the middle he's never stated. he doesn't have the balls he, he's not man enough to to say what he needs he never
1: but. has any declarations of any kind it's always just wait what are you getting i guess i'll give you the money you seem like you might know what you're talking about i'm not sure,
0: sure. Yeah, <laughs> I guess maybe
1: <laughs> um,
0: but then there's the so the dad's like listen my wife and my grandchild never have to worry and it's a very
1: oh he sets it up that he
0: hates jerry (laughs) wade hates jerry oh oh yeah big time um so jerry obviously is trying he's got the thing about it is he's got like three things going on so he's got this deal going through he's got his job and he's got the kidnapping and it's way too much for him to handle so we go to the we go to the serial number conversation where he's on the phone and these people need these serial numbers. He's doing a great job at dodging the situation while still doing nothing to actually resolve it. Like this is going to come back and bite him big time. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jerry's the kind of guy who pulls the trigger and then 4 months later the bullet hits him. Yeah. It's it's like I hope it'll work out <laughs> if I just keep running away. <laughs> Hopefully. Um but then after this we get probably I know that you said this is one of your favorite scenes where we cut to uh what's her name Jean? Uh yeah, Jean, Jean and the wife. So Jean Jean yeah. and the wife is watching television and oh. she's got just got the dumbest most sincere Innocent smile on her face as she's knitting. You could not hate anything about her.
1: No, it's just a perfect example of like a housewife. Like she's so sweet. She's just knitting and watching daytime television. Just in her pajamas, like. And then, and the scene is crazy when you see like the the when you see them actually coming up to the window about to break in. There's like this moment where she's just staring at the window or at the at the door, like watching them, like not like realizing what's happening, maybe, or like not like. Uh, it's it's just, it's so surreal. Yeah, it is. It's,
0: and and he doesn't notice her. Like, he's looking through, he doesn't notice her, and she's like... She's frozen. And then he breaks the window. And
1: that's when it, it just goes
0: berserk, because then it, the reality hits her, and then she's freaking out. So she runs to the door... The other one comes through the door, she bites his finger, she manages to go to the bathroom, and she does everything right in here. She she grabs the phone, she locks the door, the phone. And then she runs yanked.
1: upstairs, I mean, that's always a bad thing. But then but. she
0: opens the window, but she doesn't escape, she goes into the shower, but then because she bit the finger, it's so well choreographed, it's such a domino effect of like, if only this tiny little thing were different, because she bit the finger, uh... Peter Stormare's is in the bathroom trying to search Find for. Like, undulant? Oint, un, I don't know. It's got to be. I was like, a, neosporin? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Something like <laughs> Something that. like that. I've never heard of called um, undulant before. And. He turns and he noted and he's like, I think she's in the shower, but then the curtain gets trapped around her and it's like it's so funny, but it's so terrifying. It's so intense. Like it actually made me like
1: physically stressed out to watch that scene because you know, like I was watching it and I was like, I was making my stomach hurt because I'm like, oh no! And then when she falls on the stairs and everything, it just made me so freaked out, maybe like physically ill. I don't know if you've ever like seen a movie that you've had like a scene that like affected you physically, but that one did for me for sure.
0: Yes. Probably one of the, the, the best scenes to that, that really got me like physically squirming in my seat. And you have to see it on the big screen. Okay. Is the movie, the descent. Have you seen that with the cave? No, the, I the haven't spelunkers and they go into the cave, but there might be something more in the cave. What?
1: well what's in the cave
0: it's like it's like cavemen bat people Uh, it's like it's not supernatural but it's supernatural ish is a it's a great movie it's very violent it's very bloody it's very scary but in the movie when you're watching it on the big screen you have like this like 80 foot screen in front of you and then because they're cave diving and they're going into these tiny little spaces like only a tiny little corner of the screen will be lit and they're completely surrounded by rocks. And I'm not, like, they're mm. squiggling through inch by inch. And I'm not a claustrophobic person, but yeah. when I watch this movie, I, I can't watch it comfortably. Oh, really? I cannot watch it comfortably. It's so, you just feel like if, like, could you imagine getting stuck in a cave? and no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. the only movie that that for me was buried with uh ryan uh oh that was a pretty decent movie it
1: was but that also like got me like towards the end when the sand is filling i'm like Mm-mm. i can't Mm-mm. handle
0: this isn't there a snake in that movie uh, or a scorpion or a tarantula there's like a I snake so. and he lights I, the snake on fire
1: i think so i don't know if that was like part of a dream or not because you can never tell like part of it's like him like his dream but or... you never
0: see outside the box Mm-mm. It's That's a pretty it's, decent B thriller.
1: Yeah, for like being inside of a coffin the entire time, like that movie, but it's still very
0: intense. Not bad. <laughs> um, but yeah. So after the kidnapping, we go to the scene where we, we need to set up the fact that Jerry needs, because he might not need the kidnapping, because this, fi- this parking lot deal might come through.
1: Yeah, so he's got like two possible ways to get out of whatever situation he's in.
0: Could you imagine the first conversation he had with Shep? of like i need someone he's such a like he can never say what he needs to say like i i I would love to see that scene as much as we absolutely don't need it yeah i would love to see that scene of like wow like what uh, like how hey shep do you know anyone who can do something for like it it would just be interesting
1: yeah that would be a good scene to see actually um
0: One of the things I love about this scene where Jerry is denied the money and his father-in-law and his father-in-law's accountant are going to go in on the deal and just give him a finder's fee. Right. The Coens have another great gimmick where they'll use the same line over and over and over in a scene. Like, they keep saying in this scene, we're not a bank, Jerry. (laughs) And they just... It's so perfect. Every time they say it, it's just well
1: because it's so obvious that like w- the deal he's trying to make is terrible. And like, of course they are not going to do that. Like they, they're not just going to give them all that money. So it's right, but
0: yeah, they do beat you over the head with it a little bit, which is good. But, but it's, it's like just enough. Yeah, the Coens are, are, are. This movie is like it's less than two hours. Mm-hmm. We we're we're not even thirty minutes into the movie. We haven't even hit uh, what's her name, Frances McDormand, Marge, but I already feel like. 20 minutes into this movie, not a whole lot has happened, yet more has happened than in most movies.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like, the
0: movie's not funny, but it's hilarious. There's no plot... But a lot happens.
1: Well, when does the state trooper thing
0: happen? Does that So happen? this happens next. <laughs> okay. uh, Jerry goes home, finds his wife is missing. I love the scene where he's practicing. Me too. It's it, like, it, such a creepy scene where he's like, oh, oh, gee, uh, oh, gee, my wife, gee, oh. But then he calls and is like, oh, uh, yeah, Mr. Miss <laughs> Like, he's got to talk to the secretary first. <laughs> he's such a crazy person. Uh, that's that's where the psychopath comes out, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure he is. Um, but then, yeah, the the pulling over scene is probably one of the the best scenes because you really get the sense of Peter Stormare has not said a lot in this movie. He's very quiet. Mm-hmm. He's very soft spoken. He, he, all he wants is his pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows hungry. what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> and when the cop pulls him over, they've got the, the bribing scene and then the way Peter Stormare executes him is so short and cold. It's not an action scene but it's Probably one of the most effective actiony bits where he just yanks the head in, pulls the trigger, like, geyser of blood. Whoa! What? Yeah. Like, and then you're there with like Steve Buscemi, and you're like, whoa, daddy. Whoa, <laughs> <You> know, whoa <laughs> so daddy. Um, my question for you. About this, uh, not about this scene, but Peter Stormare plays the devil in one of my, I have like over a hundred favorite movies, but one of my favorite movies is Constantine. I think it's severely underrated. Have you ever seen it? I have never seen Constantine.
1: It's. Oh, maybe I did, but I don't
0: remember it. I don't get the hate for it. I mean, I get the fact that people hate Keanu Reeves, even though he's awesome i love keanu reeves uh keanu reeves plays like a film noir detective slash exorcist guy and he hunts demons and is super cool oh cool peter Stormare plays the devil in that movie and he's my favorite on-screen devil
1: well he just looks like i I did see a picture of him playing the devil he just looks like a like a sick (laughs) like a sick patient he's got this like
0: tar dripping out yeah he's in a white suit but he's very dirty and the way he talks is uh Keanu Reeves is, is already kind of died once in the movie, and, and but Peter Stormare. What do you want? An extension? Like he just <laughs> the way he talks, his line delivery. Peter Stormare has great line deliveries. But uh, who, if you could pick any other cast member from this movie to be an on-screen devil, mm. who would you pick, and what kind of devil would they be? Would they be like creepy or seductive?
1: Um. Well, I don't know. I'd probably. I actually would go with... I'm I'm like a classic... A classic devil. Classic. I'd probably pick Wade, Wade Gustafson. The okay, father, the father. father-in-law. Yeah, you All know, right. put, throw some horns on him. I think he'd be a good classic a very white d- male devil, <laughs> which are always my favorite.
0: All right, white male devils, uh, <laughs> evil
1: weenies. Evil weenies, you know, it's a classic. <laughs> I see are I, I love this movie with. so much because of how terrible the men are portrayed in it <laughs> and how, how nice the women are. <laughs> Interesting choice.
0: Well, speaking of women, we finally get Marge. Yeah. Who- wait, wait,
1: I want to know who your devil would be if uh, you would pick another
0: one. um <laughs> You know, I had an answer for you. I said probably William H. Macy. Okay. I think he'd do I think he'd do a very unassuming devil for the whole movie. He'd probably have something where, like, he, you know, someone's got to sell their soul to the devil. And I could see him being, like, a salesman type, like, the cooler, like, a very smooth but unassuming, like, there's nothing. But then at the very end, you get this, like, William H. Macy powerhouse scene where he's like, I am evil, I am the devil. Like, yeah, I could just see him exploding. Oh, yeah. And, and chewing that scenery. I like that. Um, but we go to Marge. Ah, wow, what a character. Wow. She's my favorite <laughs> character probably in any movie. So she gets breakfast, she goes to the triple homicide. She uh, She's seven months pregnant. Yes. So she
1: she goes out in the cold. Well she like wakes up, she gets a call about it. Uh, and her husband, her sweet little husband Norm, decides to make her breakfast. And you know, we, it's like you can just set up like how they have this like nice, quiet life compared to like all the stuff that's going on already. Like they seem like pretty, um, you know, pretty solid. Like. You know, and then and so she goes uh, to the crime scene. She's pregnant, and it's early in the morning. And she like sees all the the, the scene of uh, the blood and stuff. And she like gets down on the ground. You think she's like looking for evidence, but she just throws up from morning sickness. That's like one of the funniest. It's so funny. It's a great. I
0: mean, she's very smart. Yeah. In the movie, there's the dealership plate scene, and I love her her line of, "Not sure. I agree with you 100 percent on your police work uh, there, Lou." Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Just like instead of telling him you're dumb she's doing it in just the nicest way
1: right she's very maternal in that way that's like even right. afterwards like he he's obviously embarrassed that yeah. he didn't get in she's just like oh well you hear about that guy and
0: <laughs> change his like change his name to sr48 whatever <laughs> And oh yeah that's a good one <laughs> like it's good scene um but then that's when we get into the whole ransom stuff. Jerry's trying to do Jerry's trying to sell them on the fact that even though he's not in contact with the bad guys, he's trying to pretend that he is and they've got the whole ransom thing. Uh Wade is trying to get in on the ransom. That's when we have the son thing of like, Hey, how's your son taking it? And he's like, Oh yeah. and the son is very distressed. Even though the son is like such a teenager in the movie, he's yeah. very worried for his mother. Which of is course. like a very strange scene because it's a uh, it's a real scene that shows how much Jerry doesn't care. Yeah, for his family, like you said, just such an evil weenie.
1: Such <laughs> <laughs> an evil weenie. He's just like, yeah, no, it's it's gonna be fine. But make sure you don't say anything to anybody.
0: Um. So we got the scene, the very funny scene where they go to the cabin. She escapes, but they just laugh at her because she's like a chicken. Oh yeah, running with her head covered. And that's where you
1: see like the. that's how you set up the. The other two are total psychopaths too, or sociopaths. You yes, because Steve Buscemi too. Even you know Carl or I guess his name is Carl, right? Yeah. And then, uh, because even he's just like he wants her to stay out there and just wants to like laugh at her or something. Like it's his way of feeling in control or something. But it's also it is
0: very funny. It is kind of funny. <laughs> but it also horrible. is horrible. Oh uh, yeah! <laughs> just like the whole movie is kind of filled with that like then so we go to um we get our introduction to mike yamagita
1: oh that scene is one is of the,
0: bizarre it's bizarre it seems totally out of place too because yeah, so we set that up with with mike calls her and then later we go to it i mean first we've got um uh uh, Carl tries to negotiate with Jerry, saying like "blood has been shed." Again, he says that line like four or five times. You know, just out of nowhere, as a as a punctuation, just mm-hmm. blood has been shed, Jerry. Um, but then we do kind of get into. Then he uses that to like get more money, right? Like he. Yeah, like he wants the full eighty thousand, which right. he doesn't know.
1: Which doesn't even know that. Like that's why. William, he's such a liar. Like he
0: Jerry's he, trying to get a full mill. Trying
1: to full only giving them forty thousand. <laughs> you can't
0: blame the guy. I mean, I guess, but it, like, how great that it comes back to bite him, and how like uh, it's beautiful. So we pretty much we got we got a couple things going on where um, the father really wants to do the deal. Uh, Marge checks into her hotel, and everyone's very nice. She's trying to find a place to eat. Mm-hmm. The Radisson is recommended to her, which again comes back. This movie has such great little setups that are called back wonderfully. Uh, I love when, um, Jerry talks to Shep and again, he's kind of like, I need, I need another number for these guys. And Shep's just like, ah, I didn't vouch for this one. He's like, no, 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 that's fine. And it's, it's <laughs> Shep is also, you can see how Shep and, uh, Peter Stormare know each other oh, because yeah. they're both very soft, very similar, like they're, these huge dudes that don't say much, but they're very dangerous. Um, and then, so then we finally get the the Mike scene where he meets up with, he meets up with Marge.
1: So he's like an old high school buddy that had like a crush in her for a long time. And he tries to sit next to her. Yeah. And then she's like, "Mm." she's like, no, please don't is on the other side of the table so she's still being like very polite even though he's like it's and he's very, very
0: distraught about that he's very worried about the impression he's making and she's trying to get him out of it she's maybe like, hey, we should do this she does it all the time and, uh, with
1: everybody that she communicates like he tries to like give a human nature like oh like uh, being really understanding of
0: them even though they're being so weird but then we'll skip ahead a little bit to the fact that he never was married to linda uh-huh. she never had leukemia uh-huh she never died She's alive and well. Yes. Yeah, so he he just, was stalking her. And did, did she end up getting a restraining order or no? I think so. Yeah, I think that's when she like she has
1: that phone call with her friend who explains it. I, I think something like that. But essentially, he lives with his parents. He he lied about having a job, a fancy job, lied about the marriage, lied about everything to her, which is like so weird. What
0: did he think he was going to get out of that? What a bizarre side story. But and this movie I- has room for it. This movie is an hour and 48 minutes. True. It's not like this is a scene where you this can be cut. But again, this is a moment where life is shitting on this guy. And his reaction to it is to create a fantasy world right. where... I mean, he doesn't try to kidnap anyone. He doesn't try to just con anyone. But he's—I mean, he, well, he's trying to con her a little bit. But yeah. he creates this fantasy world instead of accepting his life for what it is. He like seems like Marge. he seems
1: like Jerry's character. I think that's like—I think that's what why the scene is there because it's yeah. a similar conversation to when she was talking to Jerry in the in the dealership and like he's flat. Out, and, and the first time that she meets with Jerry. When she's questioning about the car and the lot and whether a car had been stolen. Um, he like gives, you know, he's very polite and he gives her like, just this like this story about like, oh no, it's fine. Everything's fine. I'm the executive sales director. Yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, like I believe you. So it's like, it shows both of those scenes are very similar in that she like takes whatever people say and just kind of takes it at face value and just like, yeah. it just automatically assumes that they're just like good natured or that's just her good nature, I guess to assume that but then it kind of bites her and in, in, in the end a little bit she doesn't get affected by right the, with the mike yeah, yamagita but she does with uh, yeah but anyways she's a little slow to like pick up on that that everyone's terrible
0: yeah <laughs> so i definitely want to make sure that we get to our dessert i don't want to run out of time uh, we are running out of time already so <laughs> we're gonna blast through the end of this movie yeah uh we've got uh, jerry or no steve buscemi takes the girl out on a date he fucks her. He yep. gets beat up by Shep. Yep. Brutally. There's, brutally. Then there's the deal, the shootout, which, ah, uh, the shootout. Uh, oh, my gosh. Steve Buscemi shoots the dad. It's very heartbreaking. He gets into another fight with the parking lot attendant. That guy ends up getting <laughs> shot. Shows him, too. Jerry makes the bizarre d- decision to put the body in the trunk and hide the body. Like, that's going to not come back to to bite him in the butt. <laughs> Father-in-law in the trunk. There's the great shovel Buscemi scene. Steve Buscemi's shot in the face. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that's, I mean, he's got like pieces of magazine or tape holding uh. it. There's the shovel scene, which is a great scene of just small talk of, oh, you know, the guy told me this and he told me that and he's over by Bearwoods Lake or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steve Buscemi gets the money. He takes the 80 grand out, buries the rest. Uh, we find out that Mike's not married. Then we have the great con- confrontation between Marge and Jerry, where marge has to confront jerry about the car but jerry it's almost like a scene where oh i didn't like uh, you know they like we don't have any burnt umber sierra's missing like i never said it was burnt umber but he just says it in his attitude of like listen there's nothing wrong and she's like "Mm, no there definitely is he's giving it all away um (laughs) Then we go back to the scene at the cabin. You know, you should see the other guy. He's got the cut. Then what happens?
1: So they're in the cabin and Carl and Geyer, Gear Was that his name?
0: I was, Peter Stormare. Storm Storm anyway, so
1: Carl and Peter Stormare are arguing about how to split up the money. So they have to like split up the car. Uh, and they have this like weird argument about how they're going to split up the tan Sierra between the two and and then eventually uh, Carl like leaves and then uh, Peter Stormare comes out and murders him with an axe. Yeah.
0: So like, this is brutal and Gene uh, died by the way. Oh
1: yeah of course uh, which is like which so is weird so like they don't really like, mention it like the first time I watched it I was like Did is she, she is she dead?
0: What? Um, so then uh, I, one of the best lines of the movie is when when uh, when C. Buscemi is yelling at Peter Stormare and he's like I've been listening to your Bullshit all week. It's <laughs> yeah. such a great little line. So then we go and Marge sees the car. All
1: right, so she gets the tip, and then she goes up there and she sees the house, yeah. and the, she's like the Tan Sierra. There's the car. There's, <laughs> there's the car. car. Like, all right, so she gets excited. Yeah. Uh, so she goes there, not I guess not assuming anything, but then finds Peter Stormare putting uh, Steve Buscemi through a wood chipper. Uh, it's a get- very
0: iconic scene because of how it's revealed and how cold and how perfect it fits Peter Stormare's character. Yeah. Peter Stormare runs away in a great shot that mirrors the beginning of the movie when Peter Stormare shoots the kid running away. Mm -hmm. She shoots him. They're in the police car,
1: and then she's just like she's she has this like beautiful. I love that conversation that she has with him. It's like oh, like look what you did for just a little bit of money, like
0: you know. And it's great because Peter Stormare doesn't say anything, and he doesn't need to say anything. Mm -mm. There's no reason. It's it's perfectly punctuated by his silence. We go to the end, and she's like, hey, you know, just what is it two more months
1: yeah two more yeah her and her husband back in a little cozy bed talking about duck stamps <laughs>
0: <laughs> and jerry's arrested um oh, it which, a great scene
1: love that he cries screams like a little bitch in it which was the most satisfying thing because uh you know they come out and get him and he's just kicking and screaming yeah. like he just tried to run away the whole time like no. never ever
0: once taking yeah. responsibility for anything that he did so i definitely want to get to a couple questions that i had for you sure the biggest one being um Marge, like you said, is probably your favorite character. Yeah, if you yeah. could put Marge in any movie, yeah, what movie would you put her in, and how would she react, or the other characters react?
1: Yeah, uh, if I were to put Marge in a movie, I'd probably put her in a movie like another movie where she can just like react. She's something, because I love the way she reacts into such, like, an innocent, curious way. I would probably put her in the movie Rashomon. <laughs> just have her react to all the different stories that they, that the, each different character tells about, like, what the story would happen, and her just being like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. oh. <laughs> oh, he stabbed him, you say. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Is that what happened? The samurai. <laughs> oh, that's neat. <laughs> that's so I just thought about that today, and I was like, I think that would be so funny to watch, just, like, her
0: reaction to other stories. What um, about you? I probably would put her in Fast and Furious. Okay. Which, like, keep the movies the same, but just yeah. have her interviewing all the people, like, oh, they drove a car between two buildings. Oh. <laughs> like Just have her go and interview all the people who witnessed the crazy stuff. Like, yeah. And her jotting it down, like, now she's learned her lesson. She doesn't take things at face value. Like, oh, they had to fight a tank with a car. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Like, <laughs> it's all this, like, her reacting and stuff. Like, she can be in any movie, really. Uh,
0: do you have a favorite movie accent? This oh. obviously Fargo famous movie accent.
1: Yeah, that's a great movie accent. From I always uh, I've always been a big fan of the Boston accent in movies. Like anything like The Departed. you Want them or, to like, chop me up and feed <laughs> me the poor? Is that what you guys want? A fun party at the parlor.
0: And blah blah blah. They always sound like so exhausted and just like annoyed by everything. I love it in any movie. Um, have you ever seen Smoking Aces? Uh. Uh-uh. Ben Affleck has one of the most unplaceable accents in it he's like midwestern-y chicago-y maybe a little bit of boston thrown in there Mm -hmm. if you just if you just youtube ben affleck smoking aces okay it's a delicious scene chewy see like you it's words cannot describe his accent in this movie i love it like (laughs) i I don't love it ironically i love his accent in that movie it's it's such a movie accent yeah It's, it's it doesn't exist in real life it only exists in smoking aces uh, did you have anything that you wanted to get out? Yeah, well, I just have a couple questions for you too. Like, I so in the movie Fargo, uh, I love they
1: keep referring to the tan Sierra. Like, that's my like yes. it's, it's like a character in itself. You know, it's not even a car that's made anymore. So, it like, you know, which is funny to me. It's an Oldsmobile. It seems like a fine car. But my question for you is like, if you had, um, is there like an example of a movie where there's like a vehicle that has like a big presence, or like if you could choose a vehicle that you'd want to see uh, in a movie? Well, have you seen Bellflower? No, Bellflower.
0: It's a. I think it's a good movie. Yeah. But the, the the car in it is like they're working on the car throughout the movie, and it's kind of like a an old boy Korean revenge thriller, but uh-huh. it's like hipsters in LA. Uh, it, the the car in it. There's a great shot of like the guy. He's all mad, and he's driving the car, and the car like is a flamethrower car and stuff like that. It's like yeah. it, It's a very strong presence in the movie, that. I don't like it's hard for me to recommend because I don't think a lot of people like it, <laughs> but also have you, um, Honda Elements? Oh, if I could put a movie in a car, I played a video game called Advance Wars. Uh huh. a very fun little puzzle type uh, war adventure. I don't know how to describe it. It's a turn-based game. Yeah. You fight people, and the troopers in it have this very distinct style. And I always imagine their little heads bobbing. (laughs) So, like, if they ever made an Advance Wars movie, just Honda Element. Get on that.
1: Those are nice big cars. Do you have a
0: a favorite movie car?
1: Um, no. Well, not really. But like, I actually drive a kind of a, a a car that's been featured in a really big television show i drive the i drive a gold or tan aztec which is the same car that walter white drives in breaking bad oh. so you know that's like a it's like a something i love to tell everybody that i know everybody that talks to me at all that's my one icebreaker but i like to see the aztec featured more you know but like okay. in a different way you know because it's so <laughs> not, it's in a violent you know like horrible not, way In uh, breaking- the the meth yeah, not the meth way, maybe like a romance. You okay. know, because like the Aztec turns into a tent, you can turn it'll be like a nice camping uh, romance.
0: <laughs> well, maybe we'll see that. Um how about you had a question about cartoons that I really oh, liked.
1: Oh yeah. So I love the I love Carl and Geyer's uh character. I feel like I'm really crapping on that name right now. I gotta figure out how to pronounce that. But uh Carl and Peter Stormare, um, Sibushemi, they are like two or like such a duo yeah. you know and i and it reminded me of like they have like this big like there's always that duo that, that little squirrely person and then the really big burly like you know security guard type person and i always thought like you know if you could compare those two to like an animated duo which would you choose i thought long and hard about it yeah
0: wallace and gromit oh really Sibu is very jittery and he doesn't always know what he's doing even though he thinks he does yeah and peter storm does not talk a lot that's but he's got to get things done i mean he's got to get things done violently but he's got to get things done yeah did you have a duo
1: i was thinking more like a fucked up rocky and bullwinkle probably okay. <laughs> it, it turns out actually that they're both uh both are from minnesota actually rocky and bullwinkles oh. <laughs> weirdly enough are from minnesota but you know like a twisted version of them you yeah know? i can
0: see it they're and they're also violent but in a cartoony way yeah exactly <laughs> uh so fargo great choice I can't wait to, to review our next movie, which, the Coens, you can't go wrong with Coens. Yeah. I want to get into our dessert. Okay, we can get into which it. Which is the, a game that we're going to call Tagline Throwdown. So, what yeah. we're going to do is Courtney and I each have five movies here. We're going to go through them quick. Um, we have five taglines. Yeah. And for each tagline, we have two movies of what they could be. Right. So, I'll start you off. Okay. Ice Cold, Hot Wired, Gone in 60 Seconds or drive
1: ice cold and what's a
0: hot wired
1: ice cold hot wired
0: gone in 60 seconds or drive
1: oh i think it's gone in 60 seconds yeah i yes. started you off easy i <laughs> yeah, love that, was that pretty one, good one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it also ice cold
1: just like fargo yeah that's true that's a good one mine aren't related at all but uh here's my first one uh everyone has one special thing is that boogie nights or powder
0: boogie nights <laughs> He's got a very special thing. Yeah, well powder does too, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if I even know powder. Powder that where he, the kid gets struck by lightning and he gets like No <laughs> No, that's not as special. That is not as special. How about this? <laughs> don't bother locking the doors. Animals don't use doors. Is that from the birds? Or your next?
1: okay so it's definitely not the birds
0: it's your next which i've never seen but i just know it's not the bird it's a it's a home invasion movie okay like this movie has uh and they wear animal masks
1: oh there you go hey that's a good one all right how about this one uh this one's a could be for any movie but from zero to hero is the tagline is it the movie uh kick ass or the movie the mask the mask
0: <laughs> how'd you know that's i love so the mask i love the mask too i love it uh yeah obvi- i mean it's, it might be right on the front but i uh, yeah i know the mask pretty
1: well <laughs> <laughs> i was like-
0: i almost was like i know that tagline so i if i had another minute i might have guessed i would love it. if we reviewed the mask one day <laughs> <laughs> if we could we yeah could. one day uh protect what's yours death sentence or the purge Mm.
1: that's a tough one protect Protect what's 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 yours yours. the purge
0: no it's not no no it's death sentence which is a great movie i love james wan Uh and i forgot what my tie-in was it's just like needless murder revenge type stuff but it's a great movie cool um okay here's one i like it's
1: what not related at all like i said but the tagline is just because they serve you doesn't mean they like you waiting is it waiting or clerks? Oh, ah, waiting. It's clerks. Oh, damn it. <laughs> That's so funny that you picked the movie that I picked that was wrong. Automatically. Yeah. That, that is so. It's got to have bonus was, points for yeah, that. Yeah. yeah that
0: was a great one, I guess. Um, damn. If I hadn't have guessed waiting, I wouldn't have guessed waiting. <laughs> Sometimes good people do evil things. A simple plan or sling blade. A simple plan? Yes. Which is a Sam Raimi movie, mm-hmm. and Sam Raimi and the Coens are very tight, and it's a movie where people find a bunch of money, and then things go wrong.
1: Oh, wow. Well, that's oh. very similar So it similar could be like the sequel
0: Fargo. to this movie. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> um, okay,
1: how about this one? Uh, lie, cheat, steal, all in a day's work. Is that Catch Me If You Can, or Glengarry Glen Ross?
0: No, Catch Me If You Can no catch me if you it's can not. no it's not it's like Ross. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's such a terrible <laughs> tagline for that movie lie <laughs>
0: cheat steal all in a day's work they don't <laughs> i know they, they don't <laughs> cheat or steal they lie they're salesmen but they yeah. don't cheat or steal
1: well that's the tagline
0: <sighs> i guess i won't be having coffee i did not get that movie uh only the legend will survive from hell or the legend of hercules <laughs> legend of hercules no That's <laughs> in the name but it's <laughs> such a bad movie that you could see they're like uh just throw legend just Throw legend in the in tagline throw it in every line of dialogue no so it's from hell from hell is a movie that is directed by brothers oh there you go
1: hey that's nice good connection there um my last one for you is the tagline is the bitch is back is that alien 3 or mariah Carey's glitter <laughs>
0: It's got to be Alien 3. <laughs> yeah, it's Alien 3. <laughs> but that is very good pairing of movies yeah, that's that not, you picked. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I'll relate it to Fargo somehow. <laughs> Did Mar- was Mariah Carey the one that just had the flub on live TV? Yeah. She, oh yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. She's back. Um, <laughs> so... We're going to review a movie next week. You don't know what movie we're reviewing, but every week we're going to try to relate to this movie. And I do have some ideas of how it relates. But like I said, every week we're going to be doing a Coen brothers for our first quote unquote season. Right.
1: What is the movie? I'm so excited.
0: Before we get there, how can people find more? Do you have anything to plug? How can people find you? Are you on Facebook? Are you on Twitter? Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, My Twitter is Courtney Covia. You can find me on there. I also have Instagram Courtney WLS. And then, uh, if you're in the Austin area, I do want to plug my new open mic that I'm running. If you're interested in stand-up comedy, uh, the second, third, and fourth Fridays of every month, we're at Cenote on Cesar Chavez. So come and try out some jokes and that's all i got to plug what about you oh, brett?
0: I, I don't have too much to plug i'm on twitter at punch brett's face that's brett with one t Aww. uh mm, twitter uh <laughs> and i am on letterbox do you know letterbox no i don't so letterbox that? is basically kind of like the facebook for movies it's a blog site where you can go and blog movies but they do all the fancy work of like formatting and it's it's nice i'm on there called one good thing Every movie I watch, I try to write a review. I try to write one good thing about the movie. Oh, nice. And this week, like I said, it's Tony January. I'm trying to review every Tony John movie. (laughs) Um, So you can find me there. Uh, We also have an email, which is saveroomformovies at Mm gmail.com. And we do have a Twitter, which is room the number four movies. Uh, on Twitter, so you can hit us hit us up there. We probably will be taking suggestions for movies if you want to write us in on if we get an overwhelming demand for a specific Cohen brother movie or for future season topics. But until then, <laughs> yeah. we will be relying on ourselves to pick the movies every yep. week uh we'll switch between movies. I have only seen this movie once, and I was looking for an excuse to watch it again. I can't wait to watch Miller's Crossing.
1: Miller's Crossing. Have you seen it? No, I've never seen it.
0: You are in for a treat. Uh, let me just say before you get into it, this is not the. You need to reduce all distractions. Okay. You need to. It's not a laundry it's a lights
1: movie. Lights off, phone away, type of movie, huh? Yes,
0: because okay. the dialogue in it is very. Oh, it's very thick. Okay. It's almost like they invented another language with a movie so i'm just prepping you in ahead of time (laughs) but it's the cohen so how can you go wrong it's perfect
1: i can't wait i'm excited about that yeah so uh we'll be reviewing that movie next time until then save room for movies (laughs) (laughs) wait am i supposed to do that
0: yeah that's perfect (laughs) how else are we gonna end the show i was thinking just like okay goodbye or okay see you next time but of course it's save room for movies we need to we need to we mentioned so many movies so you have to save room for all of those movies beautiful uh that's perfect International